Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Your show was better when you had medical questions. Hey! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve! It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical specialist who has street cred with the alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. I got my wife, Tacey, the professional WebEx attendee. Hello, Tacey. Hello, Steve. And in the studio for the first time, we've got my friend Chanda, who, uh, 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 NP Chanda, what are we going to call you? We've got to call you something that uh, 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 is my partner in business. Hello, Chanda. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about Chanda a little bit later in the show about what we have planned for her. And also, the return of Lady Diagnosis, uh, back from sabbatical. Hello. Hey, Dr. Steve. You and Chanda work together now, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. This is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on the radio or the Internet. If you've got a question, you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Sorry, Scott. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at Cafe Press Talk. No, don't go there. I closed that. The hell with that. You closed it? Yep, I sure did. It's crap. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. Yes, I did close it. Um, they got ridiculous, and somebody 
tried to do a uh, copyright claim on our Dr. Steve logo and all kinds of stuff. And it was like, this is stupid. So to hell with this. So I just closed it. But Why would anybody do that? Because uh, people are fucking stupid like that. Causing trouble. Yep. I had this piece of shit try to sue me for my <laughs> Simply Herbals stress less thing. He said he owned the words stress less. I've seen stress less in a bunch of other things exactly. too, so I hope he's I hope he's suing all of them too. Yeah, he he tried but it was unsuccessful. Oh good, good, good. Okay. Fuck it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you can call people names. It's fine. You know, Penn and, T- Penn and Teller, I learned something from them. You can't call somebody a quack, but you can call them an asshole and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's something because if you call them a quack, you're impugning their professional their professional whatever reputation but if you call him an asshole that's just your opinion mm-hmm. this is my opinion so man. if you watch Penn and Teller's <laughs> bullshit they'll call people assholes all the time but they'll never say they're quacks or phonies like Yuri Geller the uh, psychic um, spoon bending dude they would never call him a fake but they would you know call him names <laughs> it's funny <laughs> Anyway, um, don't forget to go to stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all of your uh, uh, Amazon shopping needs. But also because you can check out the Roadie Robot uh, Guitar Tuner. And not only guitar, if you play the bass like I do, you can get the big hefty one. And the darn things, I thought they were going to be three, 400 bucks. They're really very reasonably priced. You know, they're under 150 bucks. Uh for this thing that is the you guys haven't seen this have you no No. what it is is it's a little robot and you put this on your string and you pluck the string and it tunes it for you but you still have to tighten the nope no No, it's not like a tuner where it just tells you where it should be it actually does it wow it's the coolest damn thing i'll show you after a little bit it's fancy it is cool um you have a stringed instrument over there scott uh yeah oh yeah well, I'm here to do one. I'm what do you got? By him. Okay, you got that crappy guitar over there? Let's do the... Yeah, just do a couple strings on there. I don't want to take up too much time doing this. That's the Falcon, right? Is that what that yes. is? Okay, here you go. Here's E2. Do that. I've got her slightly out of tune, so just to... Yeah, yeah. So you just put it on there. Then you go... You hear it? You see it? There you go. There you go. Oh my God! How cool, cool is huh? that? It it tuned us. That's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And then impressive. you just go to the next. Do A. Good, good. <laughs> oh, Uh-oh. what happened? I don't know. Oh, he oh changes, he know changing tuning. No, I don't. Here, you do it. <laughs> By God, I was doing fine. <laughs> oh yeah, you seem. Like, oh, he's got delete instrument. No, don't delete the instrument. God damn it, Scott. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put it on delete. Okay, but you just got to click resume. That's all. But anyway, you see it. It's it's neat as hell. <laughs> but anyway, you can get those at stuff.drsteve.com or um, yeah, that's the best place to go. All right. Um, check out tweakedaudio.com. Offer code fluid f l u i d. For 33% off the best earbuds for the price on the market, the best customer service anywhere. And if you want to lose weight with us, go to noom.drsteve.com. Noom is not a diet. It is a psychology app, and it has been very successful for me. I'm two years. I'm, I'm on my second year and uh, keeping my weight down, although I would like to 
I, I'm, I am working on getting the last eight pounds off. Those seem to be the hardest, but I feel confident that with Noom, I'll be able to do it. Noom.drsteve.com, N-O-O-M, and you get uh, two weeks free. Just try it. If you don't like it, to hell with it. And if you do like it, you get 20% off. And then check out Dr. Scott's website, simplyherbals.net. Do you have nasal spray on there? Because I've got people still emailing me saying that there's no nasal spray on there. No, but, not yet. Okay, so when are you going to? But they can't email me. Okay. And I'll ship them to a director. How, how would they do that? Through the Simply Herbals website? Yeah, through the Simply Herbals website or, or through Weird Medicine. Uh, DrSteve.com. Well, okay. <laughs> you can, yes, you can just say, I'm Dr. Scott's secretary. So, but is there a place? I need on, adult supervision in case you haven't figured it out. Is there a place on here to contact email us? You? Yeah, I think so. Contact. Okay, down at the bottom left, it says contact. And then it says full. Yeah, okay. And the, and you get that? Yeah. Okay. That goes straight to you? Straight to me. There's oh, no, you'll never no get it. intermediaries. I'm going to send something. By God. And I'm going to send a keyword. And the next time when you come back, you have to say the keyword because I don't believe you. <laughs> I already know what this the keyword is. This is a test. It's eyelet sale. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. How did you know? Okay. The keyword is... Jagass. <laughs> Jag off. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, oh, then you got to say, I am not a robot, and then send the form in. Okay, very good. <laughs> Usually he's not this nervous with it, but all these pretty faces in here, you can't hardly stand them. No, it's awesome. So, uh, Chanda May, what's, what's the deal? So, you're this is the first time in the studio, right? You've, we've known each other for 10 years. You've never been up here. I know. That was a mistake that for us to wait this long. So anyway, for those who don't know, well, I, I hate to just jump right into that, but we were thinking about doing a dial-a-date for Chanda because she is single. She is singularly attractive. She's got a great job. She's got money. And um, <laughs> and uh, for some reason, uh, just can't figure it out with the dudes. And it may have something to do with where you live, to be honest with you. Good. I mean, well, because you live in in this part of the country and Diane had the same problem for the longest time you know oh, okay. just the dudes that you know that she's confronted with the pool is small yeah <laughs> she want a redneck there's and plenty the, <laughs> hey and the trees are um, just, there's not a lot of branches on the family tree <laughs> no there's not exactly <laughs> there's not a lot of yes. branches on my tree we are in the, <laughs> the center of tranquility and consanguinity consanguinity so. it's right aka inbreeding so, uh, but anyway, so we thought maybe, you know, we've got a pretty wide listenership and some of these folks have jobs and some of them are good looking and some of them are, uh, uh, you know, might be worthy of you and it would broaden your pool a little bit. So I, I was thinking we'd do a dial-a-date thing. I don't know what we're going to do. So, um, you know, so tell us a little bit about yourself without revealing <laughs> Oh, I love these kind of questions, right? <laughs> so I have all of my teeth. Yes. yes. I can attest that that's the case. Mm-hmm. I do have a job. I have two children. Yeah. But they're pretty self Oh, they're out of the house yeah. at this point they're on almost, their way right? Out. So I don't guess they really count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you're babies. old. That's one thing. No, Very old. You're not old. Mm-hmm. But um, you're not 20 anymore. Your kids are how old? <laughs> 15 and 16. Yeah, and they're good kids, and they pretty much stay out of your way because I've seen them twice the whole time I've ever known you. Me too, yeah. like in years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they stay in their room. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're single. Yes. 
And uh, there you go. So, Unfortunately. And you're in the medical profession, which is very cool. So that's we probably should talk about that stuff. But we're just throwing it out there if anyone is interested. Email me at um, drsteve202 at gmail.com with the header win a date with Chanda and maybe we'll even have a prize or something if we find somebody really cool. There's got to be some kind of cash to get in on on the action. Well, no, 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 no. I can't. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. Who's got the money, cash. Scott? I have to send cash. wine, I think. There you go, wine. No, yeah. I'm not some giving kind of up a bribe. any money. We bribe. have a budget for... Bribe. You keep saying that, but uh, no, we don't. Well, you don't, but the show does. <laughs> my money it's not your is your money, money and no. all your money is we my have, money. Honey, here's yes. the, listen, this is the thing. We have to spend <laughs> some true. of that money on show-related stuff so we don't have to pay taxes on the money that we make. Well, I disagree. Oh, she'd rather give it to the government than <laughs> no. you. No, no, I want to, to spend just as as right. much as we need to. Yes, this is this would be. He was talking about prim land and all sorts of places. Okay, I can't talk about how much we make, but the amount we would spend on that would not come close to wiping out our tax burden. We need to spend just enough so that we pay zero taxes, which is what you know on, on weird medicine. I don't want to pay any taxes on this. Well, we better not be paying taxes on oh, weird okay. medicine. Well, this here we go. This is one way. Oh my God! We should have a destination like <laughs> yeah, so, so everyone we, we, meet we went at from one place. Win a date to tax talk with Doctor <laughs> Steve. Yeah, there you go, hey, Doctor yeah. Steve. If and I these are exactly I'm, the yeah, arguments is, that I want to have. I'm totally just Tacey's. messing with you. I don't mm-hmm. give. I don't give a crap. But I will not give one. You know, I'm just messing with okay, you. Okay, argue. But. but just so we know, all your money is all my money. Too. No, I, I get that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yes, if, it is. But we have to. We have. We bought I all the understand. equipment that we need, so there's no equipment expenses right now. We need to spend some money so that we can deduct that from our income, so we don't pay taxes. I understand. This year. You've already okay. told me that. Let's do well, weird okay. medicine on the road. Let's take it on the road. Arguing with yes, you. Yes, I'm argue. in. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. In Nashville, we could do like some downtown <gasps> Broadway. Ooh, New York. She likes cowboys. Let's do New York. She, she, she likes cowboys. Okay. Maybe so not. So anyway, uh, you know, we <laughs> I think maybe she's up for all sorry that. about if, that. If we get, you know, three or four eligible people, we'll we'll do a dial a date thing where you ask them questions that, of course, I will write. <laughs> And uh, just like we did, if, if anybody wants to hear <laughs> an example of that, I think, was it episode 100 we did the dialogue with, yeah. with your with mom, Tacey? Yeah. My mother, yes. So, I still can't believe she didn't want to date me. That was just disturbing. She well, that's took, right. You were one of them, yeah, weren't she? Took Magic That was before Mike. you got started. And, uh, oh, well, Magic God. Mike was a little more her style. Yeah, But good. what they won. I like losing. You know, I, I wrote all these questions for it. it. Was like, what kind of trim does your uh, d- does your uh, um, trailer have, and stuff like that? You know, and <laughs> and um, my my favorite movie is uh, Black Guys Dressed Up. You remember that was one of her things that she thought that was what Men in Black was called. <laughs> you don't know my mother. Have you ever met her? She's just a. She's I a have mom. met her. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's a true story. We were at the baseball diamond. And Tacey and I are sitting there watching our kid play, and the other kid was off, you know, talking about unicorns with some some kid that he had met at the thing. And uh, and all of a sudden, Joanne just just out of nowhere says, "I'm going to go see that movie. Black guys dressed up." 
and I had to think for a minute. I'm like, do you mean men in black? And she's like, yeah, 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 that's it. So anyway, so that was one of the questions. My favorite movie was Black Guys Dressed Up. Uh, what if, if our romance was a movie, what would it be called? And do you remember what your answer was, Dr. Scott? Apocalypse Now. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Aww. So anyway, um, so we would do things like that. And then you would get to pick... And then you get whatever the prize and then was. A now, moderately priced hotel yeah. mm-hmm. with us. That'd uh, be what, fun. what Joanne? That'd be a really romantic thing. Um, <laughs> Not in the super eight with Dr. Stephen Tacy. <laughs> what Big Joe's? What Big Joe's prize was? I think they won um, uh, two dollars off any Jello item at Piccadilly <laughs> Cafeteria. <laughs> was the, the, their big prize. Anyway, all right. Okay, love it, love it, so love it. if you're interested, email me. Or the best thing, I'll tell you what, let me let me give you a better way. To, it's easier to remember. Go to our website at drsteve.com, click contact, and ignore all the warnings, and then send me an email with your sort of, just you got to pitch yourself because we're going we're gonna to respond to the people based on the pitch that you give. And pick. And, and Chanda's going to look at your Instagram and all that stuff, and we'll pick three. If we get three... Uh, people, then we'll do a game. If we just get one really good one, well, hell, then just go have fun. Yeah. I mean, Woo-hoo. we need pictures, too, though. Yeah, of course. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, none of those... Our uh, income statements. Filter, <laughs> f- you know, highly filtered Instagram pictures. Shoe size. <laughs> like, uh, who's that uh, person on um, on uh, 90 Day Finance Taste that uh, she used all those filters and when the guy showed up from from tunisia he was a little bit surprised but anyway yeah (laughs) go easy on the filters i mean be real because we we want this to be a real thing Mm -hmm. and we want somebody that we like so we can hang out because we like chand and if she ends up hooking up with somebody we can't stand we're we're never going to see her again yeah it'll be over yeah all right so let's um you do cosmetic stuff um Let's talk a little bit about anti-aging and things like that. What do you what what's what's big on the scene these days? Well, Botox is always big. Yeah, so botulinum toxin more yeah. mm-hmm. be big. But there's there's three different brands. Yeah, they basically all do the same things. We carry them all. What so what would somebody what would a guy? Most of our listeners are dudes. That oh, we okay. have a we have a you know a substantial fraction of women. But why would a guy want? botulinum toxin by by the way the most toxic substance known to man microgram per microgram i love the fact that we've taken the most toxic substance known to man microgram per microgram and we figured out a way we could jab it into people's faces to get rid of their wrinkles but anyway why would a dude want that to go on a date with me oh okay fair enough because you don't want some wrinkly old old codger well they can be older, yep. but not wrinkly. Yep, got so. it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, but we do. We treat a lot of men. Wrinkly man ass. That's awful, right? Oh, that I mean, would be you bad. Can, that, I, I remember Samantha on Sex in the City where she was boning this older guy and she really liked him. And then she saw his wrinkly man ass when he was walking off to go to the bathroom. <laughs> totally turned off. I remember that. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So we have a lot of dudes though that that do Botox, and it's just to look more youthful or um fresh i guess yeah. not so tired Less sharpayish mm-hmm. yes kind of it worked for me you yeah. did me and i've only had it done once it lasts for about four months mm-hmm. 
And is that uh, why you're looking so youthful? No, I, it's worn off now. Thank you. <clears throat> but it's um, uh, it is really interesting how it works. So it binds to actively contracting muscle and basically paralyzes it for up to four months. Which, you know, botulinum toxin causes botulism. If you happen to get a big old load of it because you've got some canned goods that have gone bad, what it does is it gets into all the muscles of your system and paralyzes those. And unfortunately, one of the groups of muscles is your diaphragm and the muscles around your uh, rib cage, and it causes you to stop breathing. So botulism is a bad disease. But um, the fact that we've harnessed this this toxin to um, just do the muscles that we want is pretty incredible. It really is. Now, there have been some cases of botulism in people who have gotten injections, but I, to my knowledge, never at cosmetic doses. It's always been at the really high doses that they use for people with uh, neck spasm, which, yeah. Yeah, which is called torticollis. You want to talk yeah. about, that's on in your bailiwick, sure. Dr. Scott, you want to talk about torticollis for a second? Well, that's, that's the only thing I was going to say. The, the only time I ever see it used is certainly not cosmetically, but if um, somebody's got a dystonia, which is a, is a weird neck, spasm or it's also called torticollis the the muscles are spasming so hard they'll actually pull the head down onto the chest wall right and it's in one of the ways one, one of the things they can do is is actually do botox in the neck and that's a really dangerous thing to do yeah well, they, they, well I, no no please forgive me let me finish it's it's dangerous but it under the right hands skilled hands it's a it's a it can do one carries things. increased risk right because, i don't think the word dangerous characterizes it right it, it, well, it can well, be but they use if, larger you know, yeah they use larger and they'll right. the other times they'll use it sometimes if um if if, if people have um um, a paralysis if if they're in wheelchairs mm-hmm. and they have spasms and or stuff migraines. Like backs or migraines and stuff like that. So. But they use a much yeah. higher dose. And much that's, higher. Yeah. To my knowledge, and I may be wrong, but the 100% or close to that of cases of botulism that have come from injections of botulinum toxin have come from those where they're injecting into larger muscles and much, much higher yeah, doses. Sure, sure. Yep. And uh, it's a slightly different formula, I think, too, because ours is cosmetic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can order either. Potency is a little different. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, I always wondered what the difference between the cosmetic and the therapeutic really were. Well, that'd be something for you to look up, Scott. Yeah. See if there's any actual subs- substance substantive difference between botulinum toxin for cosmesis or botulinum toxins toxin for therapeutics while he's looking that up can i ask a question of course okay so bot botox does it freeze or does it relax what is it exactly Mm, that it does excellent question it doesn't spasm it so go ahead chanda it prevents or paralyzes the muscle so it can't contract. So it can't move. So therefore, you do sometimes get a relaxation of that muscle just because it's holding up, you know, your eyebrow or, you know, whatever Or else eyelid you, if you don't um, do it right. Correct. <laughs> exactly. yeah. So sometimes you do get that laxity, so it looks like it's relaxed, but it's actually just not working. Right. It, it won't contract anymore. Have you ever done Botox for um, on somebody's face that's had a pretty bad Bell's palsy? Actually, you, that's you be, really. I'm you glad you Botox the other side. Ooh. Yeah, let's yeah. Um, give yourself a bill. <laughs> we, I actually have, mm-hmm. and um, I told them like, "Hey, we're going to try this. We're sure. going to do a little bit more asymmetrical injection just to see what kind of results we'll get." So they're familiar, like, or aware that 
you know, we could or could not correct the right. mm-hmm. the asymmetry, but the ones that I've done turned out really well. It's got to help some. So you gave it to the, to the to the contracting side. side, right? The the contralateral contra- side mm-hmm. to the yeah the non-affected, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, big words. You do it to the side that droops or that's... The non-drooping side. Non-drooping. To make it almost droop kind of. Thank you, So it's Dr. not a tone. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so it almost looks like it's drooping a little bit, too. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so physically... Chanda's like voice changed. Bal- balances them out a little bit. Why else? She was looking at me. Sorry, Chandra. Chandra, go ahead. Where do you stick it? Where do you I, like I, to stick No, it? I was finished, but it's... Yep. I enjoy the challenges of cosmetic medicine like that. Yeah. Because you can really change someone's you life. You can be creative. Um, and they're their attitude their confidence level just with a little botox yeah now you had um a machine in there that i and we we've alluded to it on the show but i can't do this procedure i am forbidden from doing this procedure uh by my own choice because if i did this procedure i would end up in court multiple multiple times with people saying that i abused them so and i found out about this procedure because you did it on tacy yep and it was the uh, vaginal rejuvenation uh and i only laugh because uh, it's just so absurd thought of me a dude <clears throat> an old dude going in to do this on somebody so talk a little bit about what it is and then we'll get to why it is that it, it would be, you know, idiotic for me to do this if I valued my medical license. Go ahead. Well, it is vaginal rejuvenation, but the machine that we have is it works with radio frequency waves rather than like the CO2 lasers. Oh. So, huh. um, yeah, radio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I'm just, just uh, you know, like, okay. But um, it's pretty phenomenal and the results serious xm everybody i got the rail and the radio waves i'm just i'm just thinking of uh but the results that we've had coming um, out of these people's vaginas go ahead they would love it (laughs) good but we've had really good results for um the treatment of incontinence um mainly so instead of having surgery yes this could hopefully um, you know if someone has a problem and they recognize it early enough you can treat that right. before it gets so far so what's gone the process that, of doing this the actual process takes about 20 minutes okay it's a wand a looks wand. much like a tampon so a magic wand it is mm-hmm. a magic wand mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i i have if a different have term for it it rhymes with schmildo but <laughs> Well. Hey, Steve, can we get some music, appropriate music? While <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, no, I, I, I got it. Thank, oh, thank you, God. Scott. I was all ready for it. Our magic wand. You magic it. wand. Oh, shit, you forgot. <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah, I had my finger right here, you asshole. Go ahead. The magic wand. Mm-hmm. Gets, and what do you do with the um, magic wand? It's um, inserted. What do you do first before you insert it? Oh, well, we warm that warm okay, ultrasound I'm gel. Up. Turn off his fucking mic. Yeah. It's ruining this. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Scott. Go ahead. So never change, Scott. Never change. We we insert the magic wand yep. for um, about ten minutes on the inside mm-hmm. of the vaginal wall. So you actually have to work that wand. That's yeah. why Doctor Steve's yeah. not. Oh, able to you got to go in and then you got to come out and, out and then back in and then back out. And a little bit around, steam. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Do you go around the outside too? We, around yes. The labia? So after you finish mm-hmm. the 10 minutes on the inside, you actually use that same wand I on mean, the outside. I mean, seriously, can you imagine if I did this? The, I would do one, and that <laughs> woman would be, if she didn't just jump up during the procedure when it was over, she would go, oh my God, that creepy old man just abused me. Because they, how would they know up front, even if you told them this is the procedure, that that's the procedure? I can't believe, I mean, it, it, the thing is, it really works, but you have got to approach this really carefully, how you explain it to somebody before you do it, or they're going to really think that, you know, mm-hmm. you're a, that some creepy person doing something to somebody. A lot of patient education. Yeah. Prior to. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it so, isn't awkward. I mean, no no female likes to go to the gynecologist. Right. So... There well, don't they say are. no, but you're right. The vast, 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 vast majority yeah. don't. Mine is hot. I love it. <laughs> there you see. <laughs> okay, so there's one. <laughs> right. In this room. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's 33% of all women really do like to go. Uh, well, there That's we true. Are. The so statistics. That's true. The statistically. Yeah. So, um, uh, so the other side of it is we're getting ready to do extracorporeal uh, shockwave therapy for erectile dysfunction. That's one that, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing either. Exactly. Although some dudes would love it. We're, we're going to obviate the, you know, the need for any problems there as well. So, uh, so I'll be doing those and you do the vaginas. I'll do, and I know that sounds gender specific and, you know, it's not 2021, but honestly, you know, I don't know any other way to do it. It's, it's a very Crazy. intimate procedure, really. Yep. And I wouldn't feel comfortable doing um, erectile dysfunction treatment yeah, on men all day long. Yeah, because you gotta, you know, you gotta grease it up, and then you gotta, you know, numb it up, and then it went up yeah, one side and down the other, and back mm-hmm. and forth, and you've got mm-hmm. it in your hand, and you know. So anyway, it's just mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's an yeah. interesting uh, business that we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, count me out on the on the treatment of there erectile dysfunction. Yeah, fair enough. You just want the benefits of it. Correct. There you go. So, and yeah, if, uh, don't forget about that, guys. Um, All your parts need to be working. Okay. And if they aren't, I guess Dr. Steve could fix it. There you go. You come to see me. Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. If you need a little help, come see me first, then we'll get you hooked up. All right. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, You get 15% off with the code Dr. Steve. There you go. Okay, she just got you. Fluid. You in for that? She just committed it. Sure. Okay, well, fair I enough. mean, she's the boss. Like right. she, she takes the money. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you. You watch them do it the right way, and you go, "Thank God I didn't try to do that myself." I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. 
but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, you guys ready to take some medical credit? You got anything else to tell us about? That was fascinating, I think. Hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I could talk all day long about cosmetic medicine, but yeah, we yeah, can yeah. take questions. Then. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, if anybody has any questions about cosmetic medicine, I'll store them up, and then we'll have Chanda come back. Sounds great. How about that? Okay, sounds good. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Hey, I'm apparently I am behind on my quota of questions and everything, but what is the best cure for somebody who's having problems with equilibrium, especially from your inner ear? Is there anything that can be done about that? Thank you. Bye, Stacy. Bye. That's Stacy Deloach, everybody. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so, do you guys know the Epley maneuver? You ever heard of it? So the Epley maneuver is for people that have vertigo, which is what I'm, if he's talking about inner ear disequilibrium, vertigo caused uh, by position. So when they change the position of their head, they get um, the, the, room st- move. the room starts spinning. <laughs> and what this has caused is a problem in your inner ear. There's these things called semicircular canals that are in there that sense position and acceleration. And they are the things that when you spin on a bar stool and then stop, um, that you feel dizzy. And so when you spin on a bar stool, the fluid in these semicircular canals will start spinning in the opposite direction. Okay? Or, well, yeah, they'll, they'll, and actually they'll start, they will lag behind and then start spinning in the same direction as you when you're spinning. Okay? And then when you stop, the fluid will continue to spin for a while. And the, there are sensors in there that sense that spinning, and it'll feel like you're still spinning to those sensors, and so then you feel dizzy. And that's caused by the semicircular canals and the inner ear. Well, every once in a while, you'll get a sludge in your middle ear, and that will, uh, and these sludge are in the form of crystals, and they'll push on those sensors, and the sensors will then fire, making you think that you're spinning when you're not. So they have, and the sludge can move around, hence the term benign, because it's not caused by a tumor, positional vertigo. So it only happens in certain positions when those crystals start to move. So, Steve. Yep. I've heard of people being prescribed like Valium or Xanax. Yes. Thank you. So explain. Give yourself a bill. So for whatever reason, um, Valium is one of the best anti-vertigo medications that we have. Uh, There are other medications 
that are so-called anticholinergic medications. Those are medications that cause rapid heart rate and uh, dry mouth, but they also decrease vertigo, and one of those is meclizine, and that will um, help to treat vertigo as well. But if everything else fails, we'll use diazepam, which is Valium, and it's very effective, whereas the other the other, you know, benzodiazepine-like tranquilizers don't seem to be as good. So no, it's, like just Valium. Valium. it's just Valium. It's just Valium is the biggie. So, uh, but one of the things that you could do is um, if you knew where those crystals sort of resided, there's some movements you could do to move them out of the way so that they won't happen. And that's called the Epley Maneuver. And there was this guy, John Epley. He designed a series of movements that dislodged the crystals from the semicircular canals. And they bring the, the crystals back to where they belong, and that treats the symptoms of the vertigo. So um, here's how you do it. There are, are there some risks? It's pretty safe to do this when you do it properly. If you can't move your neck safely, then you can't do the Epley maneuver safely, but otherwise people are in pretty good shape on that. So um, there are some videos online. It's E-P-L-E-Y, but here's how you do it. You uh, sit on a bed. And you turn your head 45 degrees to the right, and you lie back, keeping your head turned. And your shoulders are on one pillow. Your head should be reclined. And then you wait 30 seconds. Now you turn your head 90 degrees to the left without raising it, and you're looking 45 degrees to the left, right? Mm -hmm. And then you wait another 30 seconds. You turn your head and your body another 90 degrees to the left onto the bed and wait 30 seconds and then sit up on the left side okay that's if the problem is in your right ear and if it's on your left ear you do the opposite now i know nobody that's listening to this will remember that i'm just all you have to remember is hey there's a treatment for this i got to go on youtube, YouTube and learn it, it. Yeah. okay <clears throat> so yes and if you and if you do have that if the problem is are the crystals and you break those things loose it's nice to have some help with you when you do that because you can vomit and it can if people do that and they move those crystals it can it can induce some well, yeah, pretty vertigo, vertigo can if it's vertigo cause, if it's treating cause vomit can i vomit. done vomit over myself when yeah. i did that that head moving my head around of course and there are a few other things if it's not crystals Yes, of course. So this is not something, this is, you know, if you're home and you have positional vertigo and you've suffered with it and you've had that diagnosis, you could do this at home and help yourself. Um, If you have vertigo that comes on suddenly that won't go away, you need to seek medical treatment. Okay. This isn't something to dick around with. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you could do that up to three times a day if you have a diagnosis of benign positional vertigo. Okay. All right. Hi, Steve. Uh, my mother recently passed away. I was in the room when it happened. No, I'm sorry, man. The hospital, she had a, a, a brain hemorrhage after uh, surgery to repair an aneurysm. And they removed the ventilators and said that, you know, this was the end. But they gave her um, morphine and some other stuff. And I said, what's the morphine for? Because if there's nobody home, what's the point? And the nurse just said, it's so the, she doesn't feel any pain. Which confused me because they told me that there's, you know, she's gone anyway. Yeah. But maybe she wasn't. I don't. I don't understand. But I know that you're a hospice doctor, and um, and maybe you could shed some light on the procedure for taking someone off the ventilator, um, administering drugs and stuff. Yeah, sure. So, and I'm sorry about your mom. It's um, 
knowing it's a natural part of life doesn't make it any easier to deal with, does it? Mm-hmm. So uh, when I, and I talked to him after this, and he said that they told him that she was brain dead, but she breathed for an hour after. So if she was breathing, she was not brain dead. So either he misheard or they misspoke. So, uh, But if someone is brain dead, that means that their brain is no longer functioning. They meet the criteria for being dead. And we don't give them anything when we take them off the ventilator because they are, in fact, deceased. You say, well, how could somebody be deceased and still on the ventilator? Well, because back in the day, we used to define death by cessation of breathing. You know, 4,000 years ago, somebody stopped breathing, they were dead. And that's how we defined it. They stopped breathing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we developed ventilators. So if you stop breathing, you don't necessarily die. And uh, we can keep you alive for some time with a mechanical ventilator with a tube down your throat. And, you know, it gives pressure and releases pressure and all that stuff. Then we defined it as cessation of the heart beating. But then we developed this protocol called advanced cardiac life support which in many cases either you know we can shock people's hearts started back up or we can uh, use drugs and and electricity or we can use a pacemaker all kinds of things so we really can't define death as cessation of of um, heartbeat anymore so then um, now our definition is cessation of brain function but how do you determine that well you lose some basic uh, reflexes, like if I can take a, if your eyes are open, I can take a Q-tip and rub it on your cornea, and you don't blink. That's loss of a very basic reflex. Right. If you don't gag, if you don't have any, you know, um, uh, there's a bunch of other reflexes that you lose when you die. And um, then if there's no brain activity, and so what we have to do is we have to determine that there's no brainstem function. We do that by doing a thing called an apnea test. And this doesn't apply to his case. We'll get back to his case, but we're just talking about brain death at this point. Um, The apnea test is a test where you um, uh, take someone off the ventilator after ventilating, you know, getting their oxygen way, way, way up. And you take them off for uh, 10 minutes. And they don't breathe for 10 minutes. But nothing happens to them because we oxygenated them to such an extent that they don't have to breathe to continue to pump oxygen around their heart's still beating they're just not breathing if there's no meaningful respiration during those 10 minutes in the absence of drugs that can cause that like anesthetics or if the person is hypothermic or you know you just pulled them out of a freezing lake you wouldn't want to do this test on them so all of those things uh all those variables take being taken out of the mix then uh, you watch them for 10 minutes if there's no meaningful respiration and certain parameters on their blood gas change a certain amount. It doesn't matter what it was for the, this discussion. Then you can declare the, a positive apnea test. Then you have to do another test to show that it's permanent. And one of those tests could be repeating the apnea test in 24 hours or doing an EEG, you know, a brainwave test where you get a flat line. Or you can do a nuclear brain flow study, which is what most people do now, to look for blood flow to the brain. If there's no blood flow to the brain, that person is is passed away. But their heart can still be beating, and they can still get oxygen from the outside to the inside as long as we're ventilating. But when we take them off the ventilator, they won't breathe because there's no there's no function left there. They have actually uh, passed away. Now, 
In this case, this is a person who had an irreversible, massive injury to their brain that were what they were never going to recover from. And so the family chose to withdraw treatment. We don't withdraw care. We withdraw treatment. And uh, so they withdrew treatment, and then they transitioned her to comfort-focused care. And one of the things that they gave her was morphine. But they told him they were doing it for pain. But there, from what I hear, there wasn't any indication she was in pain. We don't just give drugs for no reason. What they gave it to her for was uh, for tachypnea. And tachypnea is when people breathe fast and they can be shallow as well. But when you take them off the ventilator, if they're not transferring enough oxygen, they'll breathe really fast. And it's really it's, it's, um, distressing for the family to watch more than it is for the patient. So what we'll tell people is this, is, this bothers us. But it's not bothering the patient. The patient's not experiencing this, but, you know, we are. And so we've got to be aware of that. So we should always counsel folks. This is the changes in breathing that we're going to see uh, as people pass through these different stages before they actually, you know, finally leave this world. But anyway, so that's what that was for. And it just sounds, and at the time, I don't, I wasn't there. So whether they told him that or they were just so freaked out, which is often the case, that they couldn't really register what was being told to them, uh, there's no way that we'll ever know. So unless somebody recorded the conversation. And all that noise over there is, is Ralphie under the table. I'm just waiting for him to start unplugging things. <laughs> we had a cat in here, too, a couple minutes oh, ago. Oh, she was here, too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, good. I like that kitty cat. All right. Hey, Dr. Steve. I was wondering about the the COVID-19 vaccinations. Okay. When people are fully vaccinated and they're the 95% a you know, month after or whatever their last shot, Yeah. even though you don't get sick, can you still get the uh, the effects that other people have, like yeah. the, uh, the lung oh, problems, the... The blood clots, COVID brain, stuff like that. Oh, I see what he's asking. So what he's saying is if you get the vaccine and you generate this, you're, you're simulating an infection, could you from the vaccine get all those bad effects that people get sometimes get from COVID-19? Now, the vast majority of people who recover from COVID-19 or who have had asymptomatic cases don't get those things. It's the for the most part, not all, but for the most part, and it's the vast majority are people who got really, really sick with this. And most of those adverse effects seem to come from the inflammatory response of the body rather than from the virus itself. And you wonder, well, how come some people are asymptomatic and other people just die from this? And it's just the natural variation in humans that... Um, uh, that really is built into our species that prevents one virus from just coming through and just wiping us all out in one fell swoop. And, uh, you know, everybody's got a different immune system. What may make me extremely susceptible to COVID may prevent me from dying from, say, malaria or something like that down the road. So, you know, there's always trade-offs with these things. Some of the people that are completely immune to this may have problems with other viruses. So... But anyway, but that yeah, that uh, we're not seeing any of that with the vaccine at this point. Excellent question. Hey, Steve. Yep. Don't worry about who this is. Okay. Have you heard about these uh, anal swabs? I don't know about you. Well, that sounds kind of fun <laughs> for COVID, allegedly. 
Yeah, the COVID anal swabs. Um, so that the reason you can detect COVID in the in the anus or in the rectum is because when you have an infection, you swallow these viral particles, and the RNA remains intact to enough that they can detect it in the stool or in the rect. You know, by doing a, an anal. So that's swab. real. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, I mean, it's one way to do it. But, you know, it's also when they they put the probe and the tracking devices in there at the same time. So, seriously, though, why would you you do that when you could do it different ways? I don't know why you would do it. Don't ask me why questions. I'm just telling you that you could do that. (laughs) And there is such a thing. And I've been reading that. They have an aversion to somebody swabbing their nose. (laughs) Yeah, right. Please stick oh, that up my, my ass. Another last. Right, that's a good one, Scott. Yes. Is it the same swab? Yeah. Oh. I used to do that when we had um, when we had glass thermometers in a thing, and then you know I'd put it in the person's mouth and take it out and go, oh, that was the rectal thermometer, you know. <laughs> oh, it's a hi- uh, hilarious! Uh, <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, that's the thing. You could do that. You can detect it in the, in the stool. So. All right. Whatever. Got another question for you. COVID-related. What's the chances on this COVID-19 morphing as it gets into all the different people's bodies and interacts with your DNA in your system? And I'm assuming that you're going to be breathing it back out as you breathe in, breathe out. Is there any chance of it morphing or keep changing and evolving well it's, yeah it's stacy have you not heard of the uk variant or the brazil variant or the south african variant yes that's how that happens <laughs> is these things it first mutated so that it could jump from an animal host to a, a human host and probably from bat to what is that cat thing called a kestrel or something like that in china and then it went from there to us i can't remember the name of it it's sort of a cat-like animal I was thinking wombat, but it's not. No, it's not wombat. Honey badger. Yeah, because the honey badger doesn't take no shit. (laughs) No, that's right. They don't. (laughs) Um, If you've not seen that video, yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, just go. You have to watch it. Let let, let me. Best video ever. It really is. What's it called? Honey Honey, badger don't care. (laughs) Honey badger don't something. Let me see. Crazy nastiness of the honey badger. Is that it? Let's see. I I'm sure that's personal. This is yeah, the honey badger. It. Watch it run in slow motion. It's pretty badass. Look, it runs all over the place. Whoa, watch out, says that bird. Ew, it's got a snake. Oh, it's chasing a jackal. Oh. Yeah, okay, so you just got to watch. It's the greatest. It's one of the greatest YouTube videos of all time. 96 million views, by the way. Oh, wow. So like to, seven from me. I'll have to give Randall. <laughs> 20 from me. I've got to give Randall some applause on that one. He's genius. But uh, anyway, so it had to mutate, and it did that because of natural selection. It gets in, and there's a variant that was able to attach to this animal, and then the animal came in contact with humans, and there we shared uh, ACE2 receptor proteins, and then that particular variant was able to jump to us. And so these viruses are constantly mutating. Most of the mutations d- don't lead anywhere. You know, those viruses will die out, but the successful ones, the successful ones will live on to... Uh, to reproduce in a different host. And if they're really successful and very transmissible, then you get a global pandemic. So, yeah, this thing is always constantly mutating, but we only see the mutations that 
give it some advantage. You know, either, uh, and most of the advantage to a virus is that I can jump from host to host easier and reproduce more, which is why, by the way, we need to kill all these damn viruses, starting with the coronaviruses. They need to all be eradicated because uh, they just, this is for to no end. There's no benefit to it. There's no purpose to it. They just reproduce for no reason. I mean, humans reproduce for no reason either, but at least we can regard, we are the universe regarding itself. Uh, viruses don't serve that purpose, you know? So at least there's something, that, there's some purpose there for us. They're kind of like mosquitoes. Yeah. They're kind of like mosquitoes. Viruses yeah, now bats eat mosquitoes, so I wouldn't want to kill all the bat food. Because they do good stuff, too, right? Yeah, bats right? can eat other things, too, though. Yeah, yeah. I guess. They wouldn't starve. They can eat Would they bugs, not? Yeah. No, I don't they can know. eat other bugs. And they like nuts, I think. Yeah, mosquitoes got to go. Mosquito-borne illnesses got to go. Yeah. RNA <clears throat> viruses of all sorts, influenza, uh, Ebola, coronaviruses, they all suck, and they can kiss my ass. So they need to go. Now... Uh, I, I've been had a lot of people talking. Oh, it's you know we, we're not even testing for influenza. That's why there's no influenza cases. That's not true. Every single person that comes in the ho- into our hospital, and we're not the only one that's doing this, gets this um, uh, four tiered or, or four armed test. They get influenza A, influenza B, COVID nineteen, and respiratory syncytial virus. And so we know how many influenzas there are. And um, we, uh, that's the kids' school calling. Oh, good. We still uh, have not seen any influenza this year. Um, the infectious disease guy that I know who sees everything, he's seen two cases this year. Wow. Yeah, the numbers are staggeringly low. Yeah. Well, the... Uh, the Just goes to show you. The R sub zero or R naught of influenza is about half of that of COVID-19. So if we're having some success mediating this... <laughs> um, this Ill, illness or mitigating this this virus with social distancing and masking, well, we're doing even more so. It's amplified for influenza. Right. We're just not seeing it, which is pretty damn cool, which tells me we can probably defeat influenza. Yeah. We, so, if, that's if fine if with just, me if we hit it first. Right. If we all just pull together and do what we need to do. Well, kumbaya to you too, my friend. Yeah, that's all right. we are saying. <laughs> Give your mask a chance. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to live my life in masks, though, no. when there's no... There's some, there's they some need benefits. To go. You go outside, it's cold outside. Scarf. Get your mask on. Oh, man, no. it's great. The, infl- the infectious disease guy said he's that I talked to um, said he's never going back to the way that he used to do things, though. Mm-hmm. You know, that's never going to change now after this because it's been so successful, yeah. you know. So is he going to do that in real life, too? Well, I, I don't know. I doubt it. I, I think he means at work. So it's um, been so successful in the hospital, particularly, to prevent uh, transmission. And you know what's funny is because of the lack of personal protective equipment early on, we just got rid of the whole idea of putting this stuff on for people that have MRSA, methicillin-resistant Staph aureus, Mm -hmm. or vancomycin-resistant enterococcus, because we used to have to suit up for them, but we would just put on the uh the blue skirt the blue dress i'll go into these places where i got the right kind of person's got a good sense of humor you know well never mind it won't be that funny if i tell it now um 
But I have a standard joke that I tell when I'm putting my blue de- dress on. It has to do with devil in a blue dress. But anyway, the um, it's really stupid. But I get a I get they I get a big hee haw out of some of these you know country folk. But um, when um, uh, so, but we could cast that aside. And just did universal precautions, meaning we did the same thing for everybody, hand wash in, hand wash out, and uh, wearing your mask. And so we don't do anything special for those things. We do special things for infectious viral or, you know, respiratory things. Mm -hmm. And that's been wildly successful. So I don't see us going back to doing it the old way anymore. So some places should still require masks, like Walmart and the big department store. You mean type. going forward forever, you mean? Well, I don't for know. a couple of years, I think. For, if you walk into Walmart, you know, there's so many people. How yeah. are we going to go to, like, a Meshuggah concert? That's what I want to know. Well, outdoors should be non. I hate masks, though. I mean, I wear mine, but I hate it. I mean, you should be punished for going some places anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, Diane. But, you know, um, uh, outdoors isn't, isn't all that it's cut out to be because during the pandemic of 1918, Philadelphia decided they were going to have um, a war bonds parade to generate um, funds to for war bonds, and that was a huge super spreader event, and it was all outdoors. So it's close proximity to people, and when you're in a mosh pit at a Meshuggah concert, or even if you're not, you're just crammed in there because everybody wants to get as close to the stage as you can. And I, you know, I don't know when we're going to be able to do that without worrying about it. Well, it's true. That's true. I mean, even now, my son and I were at a, like a little bakery, and the people behind him were close, yeah. and he looked at them like they were committing a, a oh, crime. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of in our mindset now to keep distance. Isn't it funny that, mm, like, yes. if you watch a he movie... Like, can you believe they're so close to me? <laughs> if you watch a movie now where people are all yeah. hugging, and you're like, what are they doing? Yeah, and there's I think a room that all crowded. the time. All yes. the time, I yes. think that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we have changed in that respect. Well, so now, we're more yeah, conscious of yeah, it. Yeah, now it's very strange you walk into a Walmart or Lowe's or something and someone that doesn't have a mask on because they're obviously... Yeah. Uh, uh, the, Who the, knows what? They're on a certain mindset, right? But it, it's kind of weird. Now you look at them and it's like, what the hell's wrong with them? Yeah. Right, yeah. What's wrong with them? Yeah. And here we are wearing, you know, personal protective yeah. equipment into Walmart, mm-hmm. but they, they're the weird ones. Mm-hmm. It's been strange, very strange. It is strange. Uh, I hear that, uh, I believe it was Sweden... And if any of our Swedish listeners want to pipe in on this, that their their culture is sort of based on social distancing anyway. They don't like being around each other, and so they stay away from each other. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, you know, it was looking like Sweden was going to do amazingly well. Now, their per capita, you know, their deaths per capita, about where everybody else's is, mm-hmm. you know, just all kind of bunched up. But um, th- and if you want to check out those numbers, you can graph it for yourself at COVID dot stoutlabs.com I'll put it on the uh, podcast uh, thing if I remember and if not you can email me if you can't figure it out but um, and, but you know that was sort of their natural thing and I wonder if we're going to get that way I'm not shaking I people's hands so. anymore right now if somebody shoves one in my hand now right now I can go coronavirus but you know two years from now if somebody shoves their hand out then i guess i'll just have to and i'll just wash my hands afterward but um you know i uh, i I, that's the big thing there's nothing wrong with the handshake it's just not washing your hands before you stick your stupid fingers in your mouth and stuff 
Well, we were out to eat last night, and I met a new person, and this lady was oh, like, did Oh, did you? Well, it was a lady. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was well, a nice lady, but. <laughs> Lala, and, nice lady. Then. She's like, hi, I'm Michelle, and mm-hmm. sticks her hand out, and I'm like, is it rude to shake her hand, or is it rude to not shake her hand? I think it, so it's just kind of an it. awkward. Slap it out of the way. It's like, what the fuck? But <laughs> draw <laughs> first. Yeah. Hey, draw first. Give him a fist bump. So it's I do just that. Awkward. I've draw done first. that. I've mm-hmm. just I've held out my fist, and yeah. people take their hand and just curl it into a fist and bump it. That's mm-hmm. worked. Yeah. But I don't want to be why rude. Do we, why do we even have to we touch each other? Like, because human touch is important. It's not. It, it is. is. No. It is. It is. It is. Therapeutically, it's not when you meet people. You, that's not. It's not important True. in that context. I agree. Human p- touch is very important, mm-hmm. particularly in a therapeutic environment. If you patients who just had a hand placed on their shoulder, nothing else. Mm-hmm felt better when they came out of the doctor than if they never touched him at all. So I, that I get. But the reason we shake hands is because the Greeks started this shit to show it was a tradition to show that you didn't have a weapon in your hand. Because back then, I guess it was pretty damn treacherous. Mm-hmm. And so we, there's no need for that anymore. We don't have to touch each other. I'll touch my family and my close friends, but I don't have to touch some stranger on the street just because I'm, I've met them for the first time, in my opinion. Old yeah. habits sometimes die hard, I know. though. And then yeah. you, you realize what you've done, and you're like, damn it. Yeah. That was stupid. But then the bow doesn't seem to be totally protected because Asian countries have had, the, you know, that don't shake hands traditionally have had coronavirus just like we have, too. So it's not just that. But really, the, in the end, if we go back to the handshake, if we just learn that when we shake somebody's hand or touch anything that we wash our stupid hands – uh, before we eat or touch our faces. And we just teach people, don't touch your face and put your finger in your mouth. My boss still, every single time I meet with her, sticks her pinky in her mouth constantly, just constantly. It's always in there. Gross. It, it, it's gross. It was gross before. And when you got big, <laughs> long fingernails, it's kind of gross. But just the fact that she does that in a global pandemic. And when we when this thing first started, I would reach over and take her hand and take it out of her mouth and put it on the table. But then now I'm touching her. And, uh, you know, but I finally just gave up on it. You know, if she gets it, she gets it, you know. But anyway, I just uh, I think that this has decreased the epidemic of fingernail biting in most people. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. if we if we do nothing else, just teach people, don't touch your face, don't put your fingers in your mouth or your eyes or your nose, unless you just washed your hands or sterilized them. And then if you're going to shake hands that you do that, then I think that then we will have learned something that we can take down. If we make that part of our culture, we will prevent a lot of diseases because the most dangerous thing in the hospital is the the hands, the unclean hands of healthcare personnel absolutely number one dangerous thing in the hospital. All right. You guys got anything else? Scott, you, it seemed like you had something else. No? No. No. All right. Chanda, you got anything? No? Okay. Okay. Well, we can't... Uh, thanks always go to Dr. Scott. He's a pretty good feller. We're going to be playing a, playing music later, and it sucks just as bad now as it did five years ago when we started, but it's still fun. We can't forget uh, and uh, Tacey, and uh, Chanda, thanks for being here. Did you have fun your first time? It was fabulous. Yeah, okay. well, I don't know about fabulous. But, um, it's a strong word. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just wine. <laughs>
<laughs> it was the one. It's the one. Well, uh, lady diagnosis, you drinking too? You know I okay, am. Okay, very good. All right, it's not expensive bottle of wine though, so we can't expect it. So there's no show. That's right, no quid pro quo. <laughs> we can't forget Rob Sprance, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, she who owns pigs and snakes, Travis Teft, that ghoul girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Chowdy 1008, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, she who does not have a PhD, Dennis Falcone, uh, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, the great Rob Bartlett, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, and Fez Watley and the Port Charlotte whore who supported the show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time. Check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking. Get off your asses and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Goodbye. You can say goodbye. We'll see you. Have a good one.